Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely wonderful day today. And uh, it's actually nice weather down here today in Florida for March. It's usually starting to get pretty hot, but it's actually cool down here. However, it appears that we have now seen the entire country descend upon Florida. <laughs> it's the places, the restaurants, the stores, the interstates especially are just infested with out-of-state tags, which it is what it is. I can't really say much. We kind of bragged for months about being open, and I guess that has now come back on us. <laughs> but I can't blame a lot of people. Some of these states have gotten so far out of hand. I saw an article earlier now that California, Burbank, California, in L.A. County, they've gone so far now as to actually shut off power to a restaurant that has refused to shut down. As you know, Governor Nuisance out there, who's complete and total tyrannical nightmare, and just about everybody I've spoken to in the state of California loathes him with a passion. They came in now and basically told Ten Horn Flats that they were not allowed to be open during the pandemic. They said, okay, we're going to do outdoor dining only. They got a big porch. They got a big opening air. They did outdoor dining. The state came in, the city came in and said, no, 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 that's not okay. You can't be outside and sell food either. So they revoked their business permit. Well, then they came in and basically said, you have to shut down now. And they said, no, we're, we're not going to shut down. So of all of this now, they have now taken upon themselves in the middle of March, right, outdoor dining at a restaurant that's had apparently a ton of business still. They're staying like packed all the time. They now got a court order to shut off the power to this restaurant. I kid you not. It's a temporary restraining order requiring the restaurant to close and shut off the electricity to Ten Horn Flats property. Officials cut off the supply Sunday, but the restaurant said on social media it will use its backup generators to stay open and called the city's actions massive government overreach. They've now set up a GoFundMe page to help out with all the legal bills they've done. And so I encourage people I don't know how quality the food is there, but from a small business standpoint, if you're in the South California area, Burbank area, and so forth, go support these guys. Take care of them. They are standing up. And this is not about serving food. This isn't about a restaurant. This is about standing up to a bully. This is about standing up to tyranny. We're reaching a precipice where we're starting to see almost a revision of 1776 again, so to speak, where we've had enough of what's going on. This cannot continue to go on in a free country, and that's exactly why they're doing this. They want to remove the aspects of freedom. They want to remove the aspects of choice, and they want to tell everybody, you don't have the right to do anything unless we grant you permission, kind of like old bumbling buffoon Biden got on television the other day with his teleprompter basically said, listen, if everybody just does what they're supposed to do and you get your shot and you wear a mask and you act like good little submissive peasants, I'm paraphrasing, you know, maybe you guys can have some people over for a barbecue on Independence Day. Well, of course, if anybody has seen the memes in social media, that was not taken well by pretty much anybody in the entire country. Many people in the whole world and the whole country found that grossly offensive, including myself. And what's funny is the memes came out from Florida and Texas. They were kind of going, 
uh, yeah, you, you guys stopped barbecuing? <laughs> like, what, what? we didn't know you guys stopped doing all that. But that's exactly what we're seeing. And what's interesting about it as well, Dr. Charlotte Reeves, professor at the University of Tromso, came out now and said, the political landscape has changed now to become a national obedience contest. We compete to have the strictest measures for the entire population of the whole country as long as possible. She's speaking basically out of Norway. And she said all of this without having to make a cost and effect. Put your, your uh, mic on mute, Dad. Get a lot of background noise from you. And all this without having weighed the cost and effect of the measures to put in place against the cost and consequences. We have a large increase in mental health problems, social and emotional problems, and a broad swath of children and adolescents who are actually doing much worse with all these measures. And she goes on to say the same thing that numerous doctors and psychologists have said is that the studies are showing both behavioral problems, concentration issues, loneliness, depression, anxiety have all massively increased in the younger groups. And the professor said that everyone has been entirely too obedient and they should start rebelling. You guys remember highlighted last week, Stanford Dr. Jay Bakara told Newsweek that COVID-19 lockdowns are the single worst public health mistake in the last hundred years. So yes, when I see this restaurant out in California, if they were here in Florida and this was going on, I would absolutely go support them in a heartbeat because as I said, this is not about a virus. This is not about health. This is not about anything when it's coming to these tyrannical people in some of these states. This is all about compliance and obedience from what we have seen. It's something that is honestly one of the most disturbing things I read yesterday. Only a couple alternative media sites have brought it up, and it's ironic because the FBI has been very candid about it. And court filings first reported by Fox News, one of the only websites that brought it up, which is surprising because Fox News turned very liberal. But in the court filings, they have noted now yesterday that over 300 people now have already been charged and that the Justice Department is also investigating conspiratorial activity taking place during the protest on January 6th. Did you hear what I said? Over 300 people have already been charged, not arrested, charged. And the investigation continues, and they expect that at least another 100 additional individuals will be charged. Now, I saw a lot of the videos, many of which, and this is one of the reasons why. Now we're starting to see why Facebook and Twitter and all these piece of crap social media sites, excuse my language, shut down all the videos in one night. They shut down everything, took all the videos off. There were not 400 people in the Capitol building. There were probably 30 to 40, maybe 50 at max. Majority of the people there were peaceful protesting. So now we're going to have over 400 people with federal felony charges brought upon them. They added that the investigation and subsequent prosecution will be the largest in American history, both in terms of the number of defendants prosecuted and the nature and volume of the evidence. Crimes being charged, including trespassing, violent conduct, assault against LEO, theft and disruption of government property, civil disorder, conspiracy – 
the court filings have claimed over 900 search warrants have been executed around the country since the incident, and over 15,000 hours of footage has been compiled from all the CC television cameras. The Biden administration has now used the storming of the Capitol to post thousands of National Guard soldiers, as we have seen now, which have been positioned there for over two months, despite the lack of any activity in the area since December 6th or January 6th, and they've requested to keep the soldiers there essentially indefinitely, despite the National Guard Association calling it, and I quote, completely inappropriate at best and illegal at worst. And now we're starting to see and hear the stories of the families that have been completely and totally ruined so far because of these arrests and investigations into people that were not even in the Capitol building. Retired Army Sergeant Kenneth Harrelson was arrested last week and is currently being held in jail for attending the January 6th protest. His wife came out now and discussed what happened. She said, my husband was arrested on Wednesday, March 10th. The FBI city police, and sheriff's department came to our home and executed a search warrant. My husband was on the ladder cleaning the gutters at the time, and I was inside working virtually on my job. The agents and officers approached with their guns pointed at my husband. He was unarmed. They arrested him without incident and came to the door with my husband in handcuffs. The agents informed me they were searching the entire house, and I would need to remain outside. I requested to see a copy of the search warrant, but they refused. They proceeded to escort me outside of the home. I was upset that my things were being tossed around everywhere, and they would make a huge mess. They even went through the photo albums of my recently deceased mother's photos. I decided to video record them while they conducted their search and let them know that I was recording. They started questioning Kenneth, but he requested a lawyer, so they transported him to jail. They gathered their evidence, which included served things like my son's airsoft guns and his airsoft grenades that he used to play airsoft with his school friends. They also took my tourniquet along with my first aid supplies as I was a former EMT and I'm a certified nursing assistant so I keep those supplies on hand. They also took my personal iPad which had nothing to even do with January 6th. I immediately began searching for a lawyer. The fee just to retain a local lawyer is 2500 They said it will cost 100000 if Ken is indicted on felony federal charges. The reason why I'm bringing this up, because this is a horrible story. The reason why I'm bringing this up, my friends, this is not a joke. This is a war on the American populace. There's no other way to put this right now. The fact that the FBI refused, refused to even investigate the blatant theft of the election, the fact that the FBI knows that we have tens of thousands of children every single year and month and day being drugged into child sex trafficking, the fact that the FBI knows there's collusion with the southern border to try to open it up, and the FBI has nothing better to do besides arrest people that simply showed up at a protest shows me one thing. This is a war on the American populace, and people have not woken up and realized what's happening yet. This is so far outrageous, outlandish, unconstitutional, and illegal on the FBI's part to be going in now and arresting people for simply showing up at a peaceful protest where 40 or 50 people decided they were going to go into the Capitol building after law enforcement opened up the gate and let them in. This is a clear cut example of intimidation tactics and trying to suppress and trying to basically push down any and all dissent. Here's what they're showing you. Oh, 
you better not protest the all-powerful government or we'll come after all of you. You better not show up to the Capitol building or we'll arrest you while you're at home with your family for simply showing up to the protest. Remember what they did to Roger Stone? Showed up at his house with over 30 FBI SWAT teams at 5 a.m. and gave CNN a front row seat with their camera, which I can attest to local law enforcement sheriff's department, is completely against protocol to allow press to be involved in a SWAT raid and allowed them to record Roger Stone being drug out of his house in the early mornings, the dark time, and drug out with FBI agents with AR-15s pointed at him for no reason whatsoever as clear-cut intimidation tactics. This is what the FBI is doing again right now with people that protested the stolen election. It is time now that America starts to realize this is not a joke anymore. They do not think this is a joke. They are playing for blood now, and they're going to keep pushing the American populace until we say no more. The problem is a large percentage of the United States has become so put down and so broken down and so submissive after what we saw last year. And now we're starting to see the exact reason why they did this to everybody with COVID. It wasn't necessarily just to push a vaccine. Granted, that's a huge part of it. It wasn't just to go in and push another stimulus bill to try to fund all these outrageous pork expenditures. It was also to break the back of the United States. I was watching a show the other day. It was from AMC. A buddy sent it to me. It was called Turn. It's about spies and the Revolutionary War on both sides. And it's interesting to see there's one incident to where – and a lot of it is fictional, but it's based around a lot of real incidents and same time frames as the Revolutionary War. So some of it has been elaborated, and one of the redcoat officers – was telling the colonialists that were basically submissive to the king. He said, listen, you guys have to basically take these gravestones of your family, and you have to put them up so we can use them for armor if the revolutionary colonialists try to come in and fight us. And they go, dude, we're not doing that. And they eventually beat them down enough and took their guns away and said, no, listen, this is what you're going to do. So they finally tore down their own gravestones just to be compliant with the Redcoats. This is what they did to us all last year. This is what they're still currently doing to us today. And this FBI expansion of what they're saying now is the largest investigation in history is nothing more than a gigantic witch hunt to try to show the American patriots that any type of dissident will not be tolerated. And again, like I said, why don't they put this much effort into child sex trafficking? They can apparently pull phones, pull IP addresses, pull cell phone records, pull emails, pull cameras, pull anything and everything they want with over 15,000 hours of video footage now they have basically overseen. But yet, they can't seem to stop child sex trafficking. Doesn't anybody else find that completely and totally sadistically ironic but me? I don't know. But this is something that I felt that had to get brought up today, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, uh, I need you to put your microphone on mute if you could. Uh, the, uh, the craziest part about all of this is the fact that, you know, there are good people in the FBI. There are. It's not a completely corrupt organization. There are a lot of really good agents, and all they're doing is following orders. They're probably wondering what they're doing, too. But then we have to understand what the FBI was – what was done with the FBI with J. Edgar Hoover. 
J. Edgar Hoover was a transgender. He was a cross-dresser. He was a weirdo. He was he's just everything. He was a sicko, all right? And he kept all of these files on all of these politicians and all of these basically even famous people, you know, at his home, you know, basically locked up so people couldn't get them and destroy them. And he was head of the FBI for years and years and years and years. You know, and Kennedy wanted to replace him, and that's one of the reasons that the FBI did such an unbelievably poor job, you know, with a Kennedy, you know, investigation for the assassination. I mean, they didn't, they didn't want to find out who did it because they basically were complicit in it as far as at the highest levels. And what we also have to understand with Roger Stone, you know, I was at his house last summer with Mancow, and, you know, I talked to Roger. He said there were over 600 attorneys assigned against him, 600, 600 to basically, you know, put him in jail. And he would be in prison right now if it hadn't been for Donald Trump giving him a pardon. And Trump should have pardoned himself. And Trump's seeing that now. He should have pardoned his entire family. As much as I don't like his family, he should have pardoned them all. Because when these guys decide to do this to you and they come after you with this type of resolve, you know, it's going to bankrupt you. I don't care who you are unless you're worth huge amounts of money. And even Donald Trump at this point, you know, is no longer flying in his large jet. He's barely been borrowing planes from other people to fly around with, which I understand is very expensive flying private aircraft. And, and now he's even being ridiculed because he was flying a Citation 10. Apparently somebody else owned it, you know, this past week. And it's a beautiful plane, by the way. You just can't stand up in it, so it'd be hard for him to get in. You have to kind of stoop down to get in it. It's one of the fastest civilian aircraft ever built. It's a great plane, but they're saying how he's slumming it because he's flying in this. Well, who knows what they've done to his financial situation, to his cash flow right now on top of everything else. You know, with Roger Stone was completely and totally bankrupt. He was done. He sold his home. Lived in, he was. I was in his apartment. He lived in a little bitty apartment, uh, tiny. It was tiny. And, you know, the only thing he had left was, I believe, his wife's wedding ring. That's all they had left. I mean, he had sold everything. His watches, he would sold everything in order to pay them the fees. We didn't tell you guys this, but I'm just going to share something with you. We had trolls really come after Austin on, online when we announced that we weren't going to go to Washington, D.C. On, on January the 6th. I mean, we were getting called every name in the book because we weren't going up there. Jeff Rents warned me not to go. I've told you guys that. Uh, he told me that we were being set up if we went up there, that we would be part of a massive investigation. And this before we even had the incident happen there. And he said, you will probably won't come back alive. That's what he said to me. You probably, you and Austin won't come back alive. And so as soon as we announced on the show that because of the weather, because of this, before, for a variety of different reasons, we had decided not to go to D.C., we started getting hammered by trolls calling us every name in the book because we weren't going to be there. I kid you not now. These people, when we checked the files and checked their names, they weren't supporters of Health Masters. They weren't supporters of the show. They were straight out trolls. And they were, and every other, every F word you could use and every curse word you could use to describe being awesome because we didn't have the quote unquote testicular fortitude to go to DC, which at that point had nothing to do with any of it. So glad we didn't go now was used against us. This is the resolve of what these guys are doing right now. They're absolutely going nuts. But yet there's still another major talk show host who is out there who's also basically a shill, and he basically has not been charged, hasn't had anything happen to him. You know, that's, so it's crazy what's happening over the, with, you know, with hundreds and hundreds of people going to prison now. And they're going to go to prison. A lot of them are going to be bankrupt, and they're, they're doing exactly what Austin said they're doing. They're dropping a giant gauntlet down and say, peasant. We will investigate what we want to investigate, peasant, and you can't do this, peasant. It doesn't matter what, you know, you know, was on Hunter Biden's laptop. 
It doesn't matter about the million children go missing every year. It doesn't matter about the $1.5 trillion in Afghan heroin coming into the United States throughout the world every single year. It doesn't matter about all of the organized crime cartels all over the country slinging and running the dope. It doesn't matter about any of this. If you go to Washington, D.C., and you march on the Capitol under Donald Trump's instruction, I may add again, and why he didn't pardon all of these people before he got out of office, he could have issued a blanket pardon. He could have done that. He could That way, at least it would have got thrown into the courts, and he could have given it, put everybody's name down. He knew that they were already investigating before he left office. He didn't do any of that stuff, guys. He just walked away from it, just walked away. I'm so disappointed with all of this stuff. I'm so disappointed with the fact that our country has been hijacked by the international banking cartels. Remember, they're the ones that control the flow of money from the drugs through the international banks, and they're the ones that are in the center of the spider web. We've talked about it so many times, and these guys are the Kabbalists. And I talked about on yesterday's show, they're trying to blame it on the Jesus bloodline, which doesn't even exist. They're trying to blame all, all of this stuff is obfuscation when you listen to shows like that. It's just trying to twist people's mind into hating Christianity and going against Christ. That's all it tries to do. It's ludicrous. In addition to that, we've got to understand, guys, that the country has been completely and totally hijacked. I mean, Hunter Biden's laptop is not being investigated. Joe Biden is president right now, you know, basically hiding in the Oval Office behind barbed wire, razor wire behind military personnel. If he's even in the White House, I personally think he's in a remote location with a set that's set up as the White House. I don't think they want him in the White House because they're afraid he's going to get so he's going to get too much exposure to the press. He's going to see how senile he is. You know, over 20 countries now have stopped using the AstraZeneca vaccine because of blood clots and people dying everywhere. I mean, this whole thing was put together for the collapse of the entire country and to slow down the M1 money supply growth, causing the amount of velocity of money that we're seeing now. And And we were the only people. The only show that talked about the velocity money. And right now there's an article came out in, in, on Zero Hedge and it says supercharged economy leaves global supply chain stretched thin. Shipping container shortages across Asia. That really helped with Chinese sanctions, didn't it, guys? Vessel traffic jams at ports. Higher shipping costs and soaring input prices are all part of the very stretched global supply chain in a post-pandemic world that remains in turmoil. Trillions of dollars unleashed, here we go, by central banks and governments resulted in the overstimulation of the worldwide economy. Continuation of artificial demand stoked by stimulus could exacerbate supply chain disruptions. I've never seen anything like this, says Michael Jensen, head of the Global Ocean Network at AP Muller Musk, the world's largest shipping company. And, of course, Jensen has never seen anything like this before due to the amount of stimulus unleashed. Tens of trillions of dollars around the world was entirely unprecedented and unnecessary. More disorder as President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion relief bill is expected to turbocharge consumers' demand for products made overseas, which will only result in additional stress on the global supply chain. Chief Executive Steve Greenspoon at the Honey Can Do International LLC told WSJ that the rate at which Americans are purchasing racks and clothes and shelves and other household wares is remarkable. This exceptionally high demand produces bottlenecks at the manufacturers in China, resulting in a 50% increase in shipping costs and longer shipping time. Industry-wide shipping costs are hitting record highs. Let me explain to you again. The reason they used the COVID, there were multiple factors. Number one, they want to use it as a giant eugenics protocol to reduce the population of the planet. And number two, Europe is still shut down, guys. 
Germany is still shut down. France is still shut down. England is still shut down. Italy is still shut down. They're shut down. They're, they're, they're closed. They closed them up. It's crazy what they've done. And even with all of these massive countries closed, supply chains cannot handle the amount of things and products being ordered because of all the money. Remember I told you, when they increase the M1 money supply like this, if they don't slow down the velocity of money, they're going to basically cause hyperinflation globally. And that's exactly what's going on right now. It's not hyperinflation, but super strong inflation. The costs of building here in Florida have gone through the sky. And all the central bank has to do since they insist on Keynesian economics is to increase the doggone interest rates and slow down the housing costs. If they run the doggone prime rate back up to 6 or 8%, they'll slow these houses down real quick. But they don't want to do that. They want to continue to hyperinflate it and get the last little bit of wealth out of the United States they possibly can before they completely collapse the United States dollar and then either take it and put it into a digital type of currency as the world reserve currency or issue a whole new dollar just it's a whole new dollar in aggregate. In other words, the dollar will simply, the U.S. dollar will go away. It'll be called something, it'll be called something else. It'll be a world digital currency. That's where they're taking us. And I've told you guys this. I've told you this for over a year now about the velocity of money. And it's so funny. You know, we're the only ones, the, I mean, the only ones that talked about that that I know of on the entire Internet. By the way, this is an interesting article. It says that Revenge of the Gods, California educational system, plans to destroy Christianity in favor of the Aztec gods that calls for cannibalism and the sacrifice of humans. California communists are trying to influence 6 million students in primary and secondary schools by teaching them that they are oppressed by American culture and by Christian ethics. Remember I told you guys they hate Christianity, which is characterized by genocidal, Eurocentric, white supremacist, racist, capitalist, and patriarchal societies, which means Christian values and ideals. The idea is to make the kids want to destroy or overthrow white government the ultimate goal is to decolonize American society and establish a new regime of counter-genocide to displace white Christian culture. They want to restore indigenous culture, which is human sacrifice, the eating of human hearts, and the torturing and the dismemberment of people during ritualistic sacrifice, including the Aztec religious religion. The curriculum would require students to chant the Aztec gods of human sacrifice and cannibalism. I kid you guys not. They're doing this in California now. It's all Kabbalah. Remember, all of this stuff is based out of Kabbalah, all of it. And this is the group of people that are taking over and have run the planet for thousands of years with the intervention of Christianity, which changed a lot of it until it got internally corrupt via the Catholic Church. Sorry, Catholics, but it's true and you know it. When you start selling get-out-of-hell-free get cards through indulgences, that ain't okay. And now we've got all these other people that are continuing to subvert Christianity, which we talk about so many times, these TV evangelists, to say, give me money and you'll be blessed as they fly around on their private jet fleets, many times multiple jets in a fleet that they personally own, they pay no taxes on, and living in their 40, 50,000 square foot mansions or their 20 or 30 mansions around the country. Seen it all, guys, been there, done that, know the people. All right. So it's one of those things that we're watching the complete and total destruction of the Western civilization that was brought to us by Protestantism, by the Protestant work ethic, because these people absolutely hate Christianity. Now they're teaching these children in California to chant the names of the Aztec gods which require human sacrifice and cannibalism. And we're seeing cannibalism making a huge resurgence all over the country. I mean, you know, if you had told me 
25 years ago that I was going to say on the show that we're seeing cannibalism making a huge resurgence across the United States. I would tell you there's no way on this earth that I'm ever going to say that because it simply would never be true. But guys, we're seeing it. And this is all based, again, on the human sacrifice. After they sacrifice the victims, they're consumed. And it's unbelievable. It's, just, it's absolutely insane what they're doing to us. And that's why we've got to call his name Jesus because he is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the great I am. He holds the fabric of time, space, the entire universe together. And without him, we have no hope. We don't. It's only through Christ that we have hope. We're born of a spirit of power, power, guys, and of love and of a sound mind. We become Christians. And that's why they hate us, because they know that we're the only thing, the only bulwark that is standing against the complete and total overthrow of the planet. That we're it. Christianity is it. See, God saw human beings. He made us in his image. Apparently, apparently what I can see from what the Bible says, we are the only quote-unquote species or entities or individuals that God made on the entire plane of the universe that are in his image. And we're the only ones apparently that have a soul. And so they're after us. They're after our souls. They're after all of this stuff. And he gave, and he gave us grace that all we have to do is ask for forgiveness and ask, you know, basically Jesus Christ to come into our heart. And we become one with God through a blood covenant with Christ. They never expected that to happen in a million years. That's what the Bible said. Had the God of this age done what he was doing, he never would have crucified the son of glory. Because he doesn't, he wouldn't, he didn't understand what was fixing to happen with the blood covenant. See, and this is what we've got to understand. That through Jesus, all things are possible. And it's because of Christ, this entire situation changed from all of the Roman orgies, which they're bringing back. The Babylonian parties are having them. I know one guy who's a international best-selling author. You, everybody would recognize his name if I told you. Basically, he's a seminar leader. There's huge seminars all over the country, and he basically has Babylonian orgies in his penthouse with the women who come to his attendance, to his, to, to, his, to, his, to, his, to his functions in the evenings after his seminars. I kid you not, guys. All of this stuff is being brought to you, again, by the Kabbalists. You know, Mancow told us on the show, he, he was on our show a couple of years ago, and he talked about the party he was invited to in San Diego, which is a Babylonian party. I told you that many times about what he saw there. It was horrible. And guys, this is who runs the planet, and this is the guys who control the highest levels of the CIA, the highest levels of the FBI. Look what Barr did. Barr set up and green-lighted all of those executive orders from Biden before Barr left office, and Trump knew it was going on, and Trump allowed it to happen. Trump didn't stop it because they've got too much trash on Trump too. So we have found ourselves simply here that we have Jesus, okay, and he's all we need. Because God plus one is always a majority, and that's what you've got to do. You've got to, you can't put your hearts and your minds and your, 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 your faith in the Q. And now they're doing a big special on TV about Q, QN, you know, phenomenon. They're still pushing the narrative, still pushing the narrative, but they won't talk about the Kabbalists on Q. They don't do that. They won't talk about the Zohar on Q. They won't do that because the TV network that's promoting them is owned by these guys, but they're pushing the narrative because they want to give you 80% of what's really going on and then 20% lies. So you try to believe the whole put line sinker, boat, rowboat, oars, and everything else. This is where we find ourselves. And without Christ, guys, listen to me. We have to have Jesus Christ living in our hearts because without that, there's no hope in any of this stuff. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We've got to remember that. Tell your friends about this show. We're telling you the truth. 
We're telling you the truth. And I thank, I thank God Almighty that we were led by the Holy Spirit. I do. Right now, I thank you, Father, that we didn't go to Washington, D.C. Because I guarantee you the majority of these people that are being arrested and being charged will be completely and financially destitute within 12 months because of legal fees. What a mess. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story? Oh, it, it is. I mean, it's a nightmare when you start getting involved in that with lawsuits and everything else, especially like you just discussed when you're dealing with federal incidences because they have unlimited amounts of money. Look what they do. They just they just print money whenever they want it. They, they, there's no restrictions on how much cash they want to blow. There's, there's no issues. I mean, they just, they, they'll dump, like I said, 100, 200, 300 attorneys. doesn't matter. They'll completely and totally bury you to make an example of you. And it's sad. That that's the day and age we live in now because our founding fathers would have literally pitched a fit right now. After everything they sacrificed, their families, their children, their livelihood, their property in some cases, their lives in a lot of cases, they did all that because they would not compromise. They stood by their convictions, and to see us now dealing with this primarily induced by a lot of compromisation because – of a virus that has a 99.9% survival rate. It's interesting. I saw an article yesterday. Senator John Kennedy, Republican out of Louisiana, he slammed the $1.9 trillion bill, and he called it, and I quote, an orgy of pork. <laughs> He's not wrong. He said calling this a coronavirus bill is like calling Harvey Weinstein a feminist. And he went on to talk about that it's complete and totally Filled with pork. On top of that, now they're saying in the bill, the $1,400, the whopping $1,400 that about a third of the American populace gets that we should all be happy about. Federal employees, if their children are not in school, they're getting $1,400 per week on this now. I'm not joking. That's that's not a miscalculation. Almost $6,000 a month out of that is going to federal employees that children are not still in school. They said another $20 billion is going to the national vaccine program, $50 billion for virus testing. Are you joking me right now? $50 billion for virus testing. They said another $30 billion for emergency rental assistance. Then they go on to say that basically the $350 billion is funding for state and local governments that are facing budget shortfalls because of decreased revenue during the pandemic. However, he came out and said the spending is grossly wasteful. He said these governments were under massive economic duress ever before the pandemic. So say the coronavirus should not be used as an excuse to bail out irresponsible local politicians in almost all blue states. Ironically enough, Nancy Pelosi, her home district in San Francisco, listen to this. In the bill was included $140 million allocated for a railroad project that basically the state of California couldn't get couldn't pay for. So at the very end, they actually pulled that out of the bill because they said it's blatantly unlawful. You can't start adding infrastructure railroad railways per states that have nothing to do with COVID. But ironically enough, she tried to get it in there. Of course, Planned Parenthood gets $50 million. The AmeriCorps gets $850 million. The Institute of Museum and National Endowment of the Outs and Humanities gets another $500 million. And I mean, it just it goes on and on and on and on. $130 billion is going to the school system that won't even be used for the next six years. It's getting paid out all the way to 2028. 
nothing to do with COVID. And what's interesting about this, he brought this up. He said there are, there's literally between three to four hundred billion dollars that has still not been used since the last massive bill that Trump approved last year. Three to four hundred billion dollars not even been touched yet. So what this is, this is another, again, massive transfer of wealth. These individuals that are passing these bills are shoveling tens and hundreds of billions of dollars into their states to keep their states afloat because they've been an epic failure. All at the same time, we're, we're going to have to sit here and basically eat the bill. Now you guys, I'm sure you already saw yesterday, bumbling buffoon Biden, they came out now and said that he's going to have to have a massive tax increase for 2022 now, basically to cover these huge stimulus bills that they're pumping through that we didn't want. We didn't ask for, and we're on the line for now. And this is exactly how communism is infiltrated into a country that was once so free, so prosperous, and so wealthy. And you can see exactly what they're doing now. Even Pelosi comes, it comes out now. Because, of course, you know, the climate change thing, that's the next step. That's, that's the next thing they're starting to push now is the climate change. They've talked about it for years. They couldn't get the traction they wanted. They needed COVID now. Now they're doing it. She is now blaming the massive surge of migrant children across the southern border on climate change. I kid you not. She goes, this is a humanitarian challenge to all of us. My most recent trip to the Northern Triangle, that would be Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. By the way, I want to see videos of her walking around downtown in those cities. I really would like to see that because I haven't seen one single video of her doing that. And she goes, I saw the impact of climate change. These people are all leaving to come to our country because of the drought, and they're seeking other ways to survive. The United States Refugee Settlement Program is a crown jewel of America, and we have certain responsibilities that must be honored. I've said this before. I've never had a single issue with anybody coming to this country legally. Not one single time. My grandma on that side, she came over here after, from Germany after World War II. Coming to this country is not anything bad or negative or uncalled for, unnecessary, or we don't want it. My entire aspect of it is if you come here, you need to come here, and you need to basically do your due diligence. You need to come here lawfully, and you need to be a citizen of this country. And so that's for some reason that concept eludes a lot of people, and they just want to promote this open borders policy. On top of that now, if you didn't already question and completely distrust the current pope, now you kind of have to understand exactly where this is going. In a new book titled God and the World to Come, Pope Francis reiterates the case for a great reset. Breitbart reports on this. After the coronavirus, no one today can afford to rest easy, the Pope declares. The world will never be the same again. Let us all keep in mind that there is something worse than this crisis, the drama of wasting it. We cannot emerge from a crisis the same as before. We either come out better or we come out worse. We can heal injustice by building a new world Order based on solidarity, studying innovative methods to eradicate bullying, poverty, and corruption, all while working together, each for their own part, without delegating. If we don't roll up our sleeves and immediately take care of the earth with radical personal and political choices with an economic green turn by directing techno technological developments in this direction, sooner or later, our common home will throw us out the window. It is no longer tolerable to continue to manufacture and traffic in arms. Whoa! Whoa, we went from a green deal now to lower on in the book. Now we're talking about arms? 
It is no longer tolerable to manufacture manufacture and traffic in arms, expending huge amounts of capital that should be used to treat people and save lives against this planetary discord that is the nipping future of humanity in the bud. We need political action that is the fruit of international harmony, and we need to basically end the short-sighted nationalism and other forms of political selfishness in favor of multilateral solutions. So basically what he said here is we need to have a new world order, a one world government, a giant green deal that basically takes everybody's money and redistributes it, and we need to ban all manufacturing of firearms and stop allowing people to own weapons. That's basically what he says in a nutshell in his book. So all our Catholic listeners, sorry, Pope Francis, this guy is complete and totally nuts. You can see clearly what he's promoting, what he's going forth. And this is not the first time he's run out with this rhetoric. He's gone on stuff like this many a times. But this is probably some of the most aggressive. And the fact that he put it in a book shows you that they're very serious about implementing this now. And it's exactly what we said. They've used COVID now as an excuse to push all these other things, including massive bills, more green deals, putting us back in the Paris Accord. list goes on and on and on. And on top of that now, we see that China is building up its Big Brother 2.0 system. Now, you guys already know about the 600 million controlled, you know, basically central circuit televisions and all the other things that they've built, the facial recognition cameras, the social credit score. I've talked about all that in detail. Now there's a program that they're bringing out called Sharp Eyes. And so if you didn't think the social credit score and the cameras everywhere and the monitoring everything was bad enough, China's next five-year plan. And see, this is exactly what I have always warned all my friends about. I said, when you give a tyrannical government an inch, they take a mile. The social credit score came up in 2014 in China, and now it's morphed into this massive monstrosity of tyranny. But, of course, that wasn't enough for the Chinese communist government. Remember, they're, they're a communist country. That was not enough for them. So now they've said by 2021 to 2025, the regime has set up ambitions to step up to people watching even more. They said we will also closely guard against and crack down on any infiltration, sabotage, subversion, and separatist activities of hostile forces. Biometric surveillance will now include artificial intelligence with facial recognition to read people's emotions, identifying whether or not they will be a threat to the state. They have developed cameras which can detect who people are up to 99% success rate based purely on the way they walk. And the current emotions they display will depict whether or not they are a threat. China's dystopian system of mass surveillance offers a stark warning to the rest of the world. Across the country, the government has rolled out projects known as Skynet and Sharp Eyes to keep the population under constant observation and control. People's movements, interactions, even their facial expressions and the way they walk are now being weaponized against them in the China's system of total surveillance. Authorities are now linking personal details on their mandatory ID card, which people must have on them at all times. The data includes all CCTV footage of them, medical history, supermarket memberships, purchases, IP addresses, phone calls, social media usernames, delivery records, residential address, hotel stays, record of friends, record of love interest, or any petition to the government, 
whatsoever is recorded at all times now. One scheme being developed is the called Sharp Eyes program, which aims to cover 100% of all public places in cameras. The Sharp Eyes has already seen more than 200 million public and private security cameras installed across China. These are separate to the regular cameras. These Sharp Eyes place surveillance capabilities in the citizens' hands and encourage their direct participation. Local residents, meanwhile, will have special TV boxes installed in their home. This will allow them to watch live footage and press a button to summon law enforcement if they saw anything amiss with the cams available to be viewed on their smartphone as well. So what they're saying is now, you are now going to be able to spy on every single person everywhere in the entire country, in any public place. They are now saying that if you're responsible for calling law enforcement and they go out to stop somebody from doing something forbidden, that you will be rewarded with a boost in your social credit score. The East German communist would have been so giddy with joy to see this. And what we're seeing now is this took the concept of the Stasi police in Berlin and it took it to a whole nother level in a digital age now to the point where you're now going to have people sitting around all day, nosy busybodies with nothing to do, watching anything you do. If you spit on the ground, if you throw your gum, if you jaywalk, if you talk to somebody that's basically not a high social credit score, anything you do will be fully and totally monitored all the time. Now, if you don't think the globalist bankers that have promoted this COVID and tried to shut this entire country down are not wringing their hands with glee, excited that China is adopting this program and test piloting it. You're completely wrong. This will come to our country if we allow it to. This will start being implemented. We already now have in this country vaccine passports in small areas that they've started to implement and test it, including flights, including in New York, allow you to go to movies or allow you to go to shows now. You have to prove that you've been vaccinated. How long are we going to continue to apply when we already see What's happening in China? We already know. We, we, we have the answer key, my friends. We have the answer key to the test. We have it right in front of us. We know where this is going to go if we continue to comply. And that's why, again, I encourage everybody, continue to stand up for your rights and continue to stand up for your convictions, just like the restaurant out in California and now has had their power shut off and they're running backup generators. And apparently from what I've been told, they are still being hammered with sales. People are still going supporting them, which I, I commend everybody going out there and doing that. That is the resolve that the American populace has to grow back and start standing up in all of these states and say, no, we are not going to deal with this anymore. You're completely and totally out of line. You can look at Florida. You can look at Texas. You can look at other states that have had virtually zero lockdowns now in the last six months to a year, that have had virtually zero mass mandates in the last six months, eight months, ten months, and that were no different than all these other states that are trying to lock down. Use your brain. Never tell. Never allow somebody to tell you what you have to think always make your own decision on everything dad what do you think well you're absolutely right excellent rant i'm very well said uh, and you know you're right you know yesterday i was going over to tampa and they had an entire group of troopers over there that nobody knew about and sheriff's officers that were basically patrolling the interstate four well interstate four is pretty much stopped from lakeland to tampa now start go start go start go and we had a bunch of cars stop right in front of me and i had to pull over through a median lied to me in the end to get around this mess because that was my Silverado pickup truck, my Chevy. And, boy, as soon as I did that, here come the lights. 
And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I'm, I've got a trooper pulling me yesterday going to Tampa, who actually went to troopers in Hillsborough County Sheriff's Officer. And, you know, we, I pulled down off the road about 30 feet so he wouldn't have to be hit by a car because he's just doing his job. And he walked over to me and he said, uh, you know, what are you doing? You pulled through a line meeting. I said, yeah, I did. And he goes, are you in a hurry or do you have an emergency? Are you in a, are you late for a meeting? I said, no, no. I said, I'm just basically taking my wife to lunch in Ybor City. And quite frankly, I'm over this stupid traffic. And he looked at me kind of funny. He goes, you're, so you're telling me you did this? And I went, yeah, you saw me do it. You're right behind me. I said, think I'm going to lie to you? Am I going to lie to you? And he goes, oh, oh. And so he said, well, I need your license. I need your registration. I need your proof of insurance. I said, all right, whatever. So here I said, here you go, officer. And uh, so I started the truck back up, rolled the windows back up because it was hot. And uh, he comes back about five minutes later and hands me a warning ticket. And I said, you're not going to be a ticket? He goes, no. He says, you told me the truth. He goes, you're like the first person today that told me the truth. And I'm like, why would they not tell you the truth? He said, they lie about everything. He goes, we're looking for spring breakers coming to Florida right now. And you've got a Silverado pickup truck with 10 windows on it. So we thought you were a bunch of teenagers in there, basically, you know, out for up to no good here running around drunk in the truck. And I'm like, no, man, I'm 65 years old with my wife going to lunch. And so then we started talking to him about COVID. I had to give him a copy of one of my books or Sharon's cookbook, you know, the eat clean and be healthy. And I started talking to him about the importance of vitamin D. He was Hispanic. He was from Honduras. I started giving him information on that. And we sat there and talked for about five minutes. Really nice guy. But I got a warning ticket. But I, that's not the point because he was nice. He was a nice officer. But the point is, there were six or eight of these guys driving all over the place and unmarked vehicles couldn't tell what they were, just basically to harass the people driving out on the road. And that's exactly what China's turned into, but much more with hundreds of millions of surveillance cameras now. And the thing that people don't realize is that's coming to the United States. And I also said something: the bankers would be in glee that China implemented it. The bankers did implement it in China. The bankers own China. They run it. They own the Communist Party there. It's the Rothschilds who have the central bank in China. They're the ones who did it. It's the beta test. This is what's coming to the United States. And what they've done, they've given Congress and the president a big old credit card. That's what they did. It's a big credit card with trillion dollars, $10 trillion on it. And they said, go buy, buy, buy everything you want to do. Buy, buy, buy. Give all this money away, buy, 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 instead of letting the economy generate the revenue it needs to through profit to do what it needs to do. They just just cranked up the credit cards. It's like I've known people before, but they're about to file bankruptcy. They get about 10 or 15 credit cards. They start tapping the credit cards. Every single credit card gets maxed out because they're going bankrupt anyhow. I've seen it. I've never done stuff like that, but I've seen it happen. And what ends up happening is these people basically file bankruptcy after they buy all this stuff, and then there's no – security on the credit cards and so they get to keep all the stuff and basically the bankruptcy court and people of the united states and the other people that are involved in this don't ever get their bills paid so here's the problem we've got when we have credit cards that don't have limits on them people just buy 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 and that's what the government is doing now because this is the communist mantra it's the drunken sailor mantra it's what they was exactly what happened in venezuela and and now we're seeing it here even more and more and more by the way, Twitter is banning posting, by the way, any links from BitChute as harmful. Kid you not. Big tech pl- platform Twitter has blocked posting any content from video streaming service BitChute with an Orwellian prompt displaying any time that a user tries to post a BitChute link. Twitter doesn't identify who their partners who made the censorship demand. <laughs> the censorship tactic applies to all content posted from BitChute essentially locking off one of the Internet's largest streaming services from Twitter. This represents, again, a Soviet-style Kabbalist bank Internet 
in which the free flow of information is blocked on the grounds of political repression. This tactic may very well amount to anti-competitive practices that could land Twitter in court. But again, what difference does it make? Because if the cabalists control the court systems, they'll never get a guilty verdict, and it'll take 15 to 20 years through court to get it anyhow. So this is never going to end. By the way, in Canada, a father now faces arrest for trying to stop doctors from transitioning his middle school daughter to a boy. Wow. Bob Hoagland is the father of a teenage girl who decided at 14 years old that she wanted to be a guy. She was encouraged by her school to make the transition without her parents' knowledge. Her father believes she's too young to medically transition to male and that such an attempt can leave her sterile, which it will. In an interview, Hoagland said that the school's officials are taking kids during school recess to get hormone shots while preventing parents from being informed that their child is being transitioned. So that means that the little girl basically is going to start growing a beard, her voice is going to go deeper, and all the other things that happen with secondary sex characteristics, and the, and the parents aren't even supposed to know about it, but they're going to notice it. The doctors, school officials, and now the Supreme Court have decided that this father does not, I repeat, does not have the authority to override that decision by the all-powerful school and the government. Furthermore, he must now always refer to his daughter by using male pronouns or he will face legal action. I'm going to repeat that one. Listen to this. You hear me? Furthermore, he must now refer to his daughter as a male or he will face legal action. Okay, Mr. Hoagland is set to be arrested for violating the terms of the court, which prohibit him from speaking about the ghoulish behavior of the doctors, school counselors, and the justice system in Canada. Guys, this is Kabbalah. It's always Kabbalah, and it's what's happening to the entire planet, the entire world right now. By the way, speaking of the world, Assad now is fighting back against northern Syria's, quote, democratic oil smuggling business. A relaxing, profitable, and quite frankly, secure job has turned into a nightmare. It is now dangerous, difficult, and simply stressful, and it's all due to the actions of the cowardly Assad regime and its Russian backers, according to the Rothschild banking cartel and our current administration. We have now decided that we're going to go into a foreign country underneath Donald Trump and continuing with Joe Biden and steal their resources. And as they try to defend themselves, we're going to simply bomb them and bomb them and bomb them so we can take whatever we want. That's like your neighbor coming in and saying, by the way, I need to borrow your Silverado Chevrolet today. And don't worry, I'm not going to bring it back. And oh, yeah, tomorrow I'm coming by to get the mower. And don't worry, I'm not bringing that back either. And then your wife's car, that really pretty little Honda that you got over there, we're going to go ahead and take that too, and we're going to go ahead and not bring that back. And if you don't like it, we're going to firebomb your house. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. How do you like that? What a nightmare. What happened to the United States? What happened to ethics? Oh, that's right. We no longer have to worry about ethics, do we, when the Kabbalists run the world because they have no ethics. By the way, Volkswagen now, which is kind of strange to me, has a 30% surge as far as their stock value on profit upgrade. And they are now planning to dethrone Tesla as the world's premier electric car manufacturer. Now, what's interesting about this is I still want to know where Volkswagen came up with the $20 billion. I wonder who loaned Volkswagen $20 billion to pay the fines for their diesel engines that were just a little bit dirty when they were starting up. Yeah, I wonder who gave Volkswagen $20 billion. Oh, that would probably be some type of inside banker deal, wouldn't it, who probably now owns the controlling interest of Volkswagen, which, by the way, is one of the largest car companies in the world, Volkswagen, Audi, okay, all of these different companies that are manufactured by Volkswagen, including Porsche, you know, including Bentley, including Lamborghini, 
Volkswagen owns a huge amount of car companies around the world, one of the largest car manufacturers in the world. And where do they come up with the $20 billion to pay off the fines? Hmm, I wonder how that ever happened. Or how they, I guess the same people who paid off the $5 billion of General Motors a few years ago when they had the head of the giant banker bailout. What an unbelievable mess we found ourselves into with these international banking cartels. Guys, Thomas Jefferson warned us about these guys. He warned us. And yeah, I'm going to tell you guys again. Remember, Philippians 4.13, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Always keep your hearts and your minds focused on Jesus. Also, go ahead and figure, finish it up, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. You pretty much can be rest assured if you dig deep enough, you always find out that the bankers at the bottom of all this, the top ones, the elite ones, that's what we've seen with these bills and everything else. So, again, continue to be vigilant if you're in the markets, if you're in different you know, stocks and bonds and equities. <clears throat> keep an eye on the markets right now. I know a lot of stuff is changing very rapidly. Be careful. Head yourself in the way you need to. And always, always continue to get prepped, even if it's buying a, a bucket of food a month or a can of, you know, a can of food every time you go to the store once a week. Continue to stock up on some food and water. I can't reiterate that anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me, because this is not going to get cheaper. Food is going up. Ammo is going up. Vehicles are going up. Houses are going up. If people can't see the inflation writing on the wall, I don't know what to tell you. And food and water are always the two biggest control commodities to control a populace. Always, always, always. So continue to stay prepped and stocked up. If you guys need anything, we're fully in stock on everything right now at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the Ultimate Multiple Chewable, on sale for the last day. And Vote for what you want to see win. The beet juice powder and the ice cider are actually tied right now, 41 to 41. So be sure to check them out on the website. Thank you again for supporting healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Continue to stay alert. Stand on your convictions, my friends. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.